0: help defend the Church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. So, we've been studying together about virtue, The fair question though is, if we're talking about fortitude, who do we consider strong? Who do we consider courageous? The soldier who defends his country in battle? Certainly. Any person who risks their life to save someone else's life? Certainly. But there's also examples that are less well known of courage. Take the young lady for example. She's pregnant, she gets pressured by family, friends, boyfriends, partner, whatever, to get rid of the baby for trivial, selfish reasons, but she says no, she insists on no, or take the man in the workplace, he's offered a promotion, more money, an easy career path, if he will go against his principles. But he says no, and he insists no, against what everybody else is saying to him. Takes courage. Newspapers don't write about that a lot. But this is written in our conscience, and most of all, these acts of courage are written in God's book of our life. Today, I wish to pay tribute to all the unknown, courageous people who've had the strength to say no to the bad and yes to the good, even when they've had to pay a price. Today I wish to pay tribute to those who love truth, seek justice and righteousness, even when they have to pay the price. I want to pay tribute to all of them today by making an effort to teach about this virtue that animated all of them, fortitude. We will hear what this virtue is, how to obtain it, how to maintain it, the impediments to it, in other words, how we might lose it. But first, I think there's a nice story, a true story, which illustrates why it's such an important virtue. It's a story of a little boy from Italy, nine years old. He's about to make his first communion. But his father is a socialite, a party-goer rather than a church-goer. In fact, he doesn't like the church at all. And he doesn't want his son having anything to do with the church. So he prohibits him from making his first communion. But this little boy is particularly mature, and he really understands the mystery. And he's really looking forward to it. So his dreams are kind of shattered. But the vigil night before Holy Communion Sunday, he confronts his father. Let me receive Jesus with my companions tomorrow. Let me receive my first Holy Communion. Bah! Fantasy stories. Ridiculous. Forget it. Forget it. But the little boy persists. Persists. And he comes up with arguments and it makes a lot of sense, and the father is lost for words, he doesn't know what to say. So he uses his hands. He beats the poor little fellow. Beats him. Little boy doesn't complain, doesn't shout, doesn't scream, he takes it all. And the father is so surprised at this courage, at this strength, persistence, fortitude of his nine year old son. That he becomes even more surprised at his own cruel behavior, abusing his position as a father, and he changes his mindset. So the next morning the little boy makes the first of many, many, many communions. He had persistence, he had strength, he had courage because he had fortitude. What more can we say about it though? I often like to learn what something is by the different names it has and we know what fortitude is because some people call it the spiritual vigor, others call it strength of soul, strength of character. Other people ask, is it necessary? Do I need this virtue to become the best person I can be? The answer is yes. And for two simple reasons. Some of us know people who have this virtue. If we don't, though, look out. Because the person that possesses fortitude possesses a tremendous ability to put themselves forward, to undertake difficult undertakings. But more than that, they're also able to sustain difficulties that come upon them especially unforeseen difficulties because they have generosity they have determination and they have endurance 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 is one of the principal manifestations of this virtue and it shows itself as i said in these unforeseen difficulties like perhaps a sickness or an illness that we weren't expecting why do I say this? Perhaps you've heard the saying of the wise man that an unforeseen illness, or sorry, a foreseen difficulty, strikes with less force, if we're prepared for it. Well, an unforeseen difficulty or an unforeseen illness strikes with tremendous force, and you need force to sustain it. And that force comes from this virtue of fortitude. A lot of the ladies here have made the accusation to their husbands in the past that they've got man sickness, all right? This is when we laugh and joke about it because there's something unnatural going on. The man is meant to be strong, but he's acting like a little baby with a little bit of a sickness. Something doesn't match up. Why? It's a simple lack of the virtue of fortitude. Okay, that we can't even sustain a little illness and we're moaning and crying and this and that. And it happens to a lot of us. Still, if we want to avoid man sickness, if we want to avoid losing fortitude if we already have it, I want to present to you two of the great impediments to this virtue, which are cowardice and recklessness, which are almost diametrically opposed. Cowardice, which is caused by fear, as we know, a mental anxiety or anxiousness that comes on when there's an impending evil. If something bad is upon us, we get afraid. Or if something we love is to be taken from us, we get afraid. But remember, Jesus Christ demands that we must never do bad or omit to do good because of fear. Jesus said, do not fear those who can kill only the body and not the soul. Rather fear God, who can kill the body and cast the soul into Gehenna. He didn't say this to be nasty and threatening. He said it to prepare us. You remember the case of Peter and John. They were preaching about Jesus. And the Jewish leaders... Prohibited them. Imprisoned them. Beat them. Flagellated them. Ridiculed them. What did they respond? What did they respond to the Jewish leaders? These simple fishermen. That it was better to obey God than men. Better to love God than fear men. They had the virtue of fortitude. On the other hand the man who had the entire israeli nation in his hand roman legions behind him education intelligence pontius pilate because of fear condemned our lord our beautiful blessed lord to death most likely condemning himself in the process because of fear fear can be held by a pagan. Pagans can be cowards, not Christians. Fear is for cowards and fortitude is for Christians. A fair complaint though is, but Father, all of us have fears. You can't say that. We all have fears. Of course we do. We all have fears. But fear becomes sin. Fear goes against the virtue of fortitude when it is disproportionate. Disproportionate. We are obliged to fight against fears of small sufferings when a great good is at stake. For example, I must not deny the faith because I'm afraid of men and their punishments. Why? Because the rewards of the faith are eternal, everlasting, infinite. The punishments of the men are not, they're temporal. So there's disproportion. So then we do anything for our faith. That's cowardice, which goes against the virtue of fortitude. But the second one, the only other one I'd like to mention today, is recklessness. This is important to know because this is a courage, a daring, a throwing ourselves into dangerous situations without reflection. Reflection without the reason. Remember we said before, the virtue is when the reason controls and guides the passions. Fear is a passion. Daring is a passion. If we don't control them, they control us. And we're reckless. Aristotle, uh, I mean, examining the behavior of soldiers in ancient Greece said that some of them were reckless. They would throw themselves into a battle situation before thinking it through. And then when they realized the great danger that was on top of them, they would flee. And they'd do more bad than good. Because when one flees, then others start to flee. Recklessness. Not good. Virtue implies the tempering of the passions by the reason. And recklessness and courage... And fear is tempered by fortitude. Those are the impediments. We can finish today, though, by presenting very briefly a couple of these ways which we might make fortitude grow in us, we might cultivate fortitude. First, certainly fight against our fears. Any of those fears which stop us from doing our duty, as parents in the workplace, godparents, priests... (laughs) Fear of effort, fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear of risks, fear of ridicule, fear of displeasing friends, fear of what people will say. Out. Out. This might mean the cross. And the cross is the second way to grow in fortitude. We ask God the strength to bear our cross. We do not ask him to take our cross away. We all have crosses. If we accept them, ask the grace to hold on to them then we'll get stronger. Thirdly, contemplate Christ on his cross, his persecutions, his sufferings, his relentlessness, his desire to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross. Contemplate that. Because if we do this, we'll be able to do the most important action to grow in fortitude. You see, Jesus said, they don't take my life from me. I give up my own life. I willingly go to the cross. What I mean by this is if we imitate Christ and we willingly make voluntary acts of self-denial, deny ourselves some creature comforts now and again, if we make little, little sacrifices, if we suffer a little, willingly we will be prepared and we'll be able to suffer a lot when it's unwilling like in the case of an unexpected illness or sickness we'll be ready for it because we'll have made ourselves strong that's important however realising that these things are easier said than done I think we can conclude by asking help from this blessed lady here We'll ask Mary the grace to practice this strength of soul which we call fortitude. The grace to conquer our fears and above all, the grace to be strong for those who are weak so that those who are weak may become strong. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today.